this place. Each and every one, Father, is in this one, God, is what you remember this one, God, to be. Father, in our house this one, God, each and every church, God, is represented this one, God, with no father in our lives this one, God, you look that on each and every one this one, God, we ask you now to go with us for that. God, for your forgiveness, Lord, for all the things you've gone through many times. Father, we'll thank you this one, God, for you saving our souls. Welcome each and every one out to the house of the Lord this morning. Good to be in the house of the Lord. Yes, it is. Good to be. It is. It's good to be a child of the King. It's a good place to be. A little nervous this morning, and things didn't go exactly the way I thought they would go. I, the Lord showed me something earlier in the week, and I fought with him two or three days about it. <clears throat> and I was convinced myself yesterday I was working on one of the cars and I didn't have anything today. The Lord reminded me of something he showed me earlier in the week and I said, Doc, I don't think there's anything in that. In myself. Yeah. And then God began to work and began to move and began to show me things and 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 I took a, a little thing that seemed like familiar scripture and it may be very, very familiar to each and every one of you here, but he gave me a little part of one verse, and uh, seemed like I pondered that all week. And uh, and 
And then I thought, well, that's surely not that's it. That's surely that's not it. That's not the way the Lord wants me to go. And uh, <clears throat> I sat down and began to study it, and he began to open things up and show me a few things, and then he showed me a few more things. So I love how the Lord works, and I love how if I'll get myself out of the way and get where he can use me, then that's that's my purpose, my goal. Uh, I am nothing. Uh, I can promise you that, but I'll tell you that I'll try my best with God's help to give you what he sends me. And if uh, if you see me bring it, I don't, I don't put this anywhere but when God sends it to me that's when you get it that's how you get it and that's the way it works and I'm glad it's that way because yeah. I don't need to be bringing my opinion or anything of that nature at all into this I need to be where God wants me to be and do what God would have me to do and and no more no less to say what he had me to say and I appreciate my church my Christian brothers and sisters what you mean to me and such an encouragement such a help such a strength God's good to us. Uh, he's moved many mountains in my life this week. He's helped me with a whole lot of things that I wasn't sure exactly how to go, and He just brought to pass. And he's He's wonderful, kind, and gracious. Uh, if you want to read along with me, I'm going to read in the third chapter. I'll be shocked now. The book of Nehemiah. We've been in that off and on for the last little while, and I, in my general studies, I'll, I'll just read and go through. And in this chapter, I found out something that was part of what I felt the lesson would be and part of where I felt like God would have me to go. It's the fact that there's a lot of, there's a lot of names in here that I can't read. I can read them in my mind, but as far as you listen to me read them, you, you probably laugh at them because I'll probably mess it up trying to tell you what they are. But the the purpose of what I read and the purpose of what I see was the fact that there was a lot of people that put their hands and their families first, put their hands and their work and had a mind to work for the Lord and took their families with them to work and it calls them out individually in here of who they did, who they are, what they did, what they helped with, what they built, how they put their time and their their help and their effort towards something that God wanted done. It said I had one man with something on his heart to do for God, and these people joined in to help do what he felt like God would have him to do. And it was their named out in here. But in the middle of all that, right in the middle of all that, there was something that stuck out to me and it kind of stuck kind of strange and I thought, well I've read that before but I've never read that. And you know how you skip over something that's very easy to do. But then when God wants you to see it, He'll bring it to remembrance and He'll remind you of it and He'll show you it. So if you go to the third chapter of the book of Nehemiah and again this is all the names of people that did something to help God and help do what Nehemiah had in his heart to do what God would have him to do. And it was prevalent because they wrote their name down here and told you who they were and what they did. But if you look in the fifth verse of the last part, it says this, But their nobles put not their necks to the work of their Lord. 
So in the midst of all these people that were trying their best, in the midst of the battles, of all the things that was going on at this time, and all things, there were people in the middle of it that just simply refused to help. Yeah. Amen. Simply refused to do anything but stand back and stare down at everybody that was trying to do something. Yeah. yeah. Simply stood back and uh, wasn't concerned about what God wanted done, wasn't concerned about the word that Nehemiah had on him to do it, wasn't concerned about what was going on, just wanted to step back and look and not do anything. And that's it. But their nobles put not their necks to the work of the Lord. Uh, I, as I began to study and read, I went back over to the book of Exodus. <coughs> And the 33rd chapter book of Exodus, and you'll find this. Uh, this is right in the middle of Moses was trying to uh, show them the land that they had got. I want to read this to you. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey, 33rd chapter, 3rd verse. Unto a land flowing with milk and honey. I will not go up in the midst of thee. For thou art a stiff-necked people, lest I consume thee in the way. And when the people heard these evil tidings, they, mo they mourned, and no man did put on his ornaments. For the Lord had said unto Moses, Say to the children of Israel, You are a stiff-necked people. Yeah. You just pray. There's something here that I want you to understand. And I want you to listen to what. The reason why that I felt like reading that is because that reminds us that the children of Israel had disobeyed God, not done what He had them do, not done what He had them say, not been what they they supposed to be. And God was angry with them. And He said for Moses to tell them, verse 15, next Peter. Now, as I began to study and pray and think about this thing, and I sit there at my desk and think about this, if you get a little crick in your neck, yeah. you're messed up. Uh -huh. I don't care who you are. You're, somebody wants to talk to you, you got to turn around like this. You're just looking around. You're, everything you do, if you look up at the sky, you can't do it. You're, you're messed yeah. up. So what God was saying to them is the fact that You've got an issue. And you've bound up God's work. Amen. And now here we are, and we're all trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. So strangely enough, and you'll have to just pray that God will let me tie this together because when I was reading this, I thought, where did all that come from? But I'll just do what he sent me to do, no more, no less, mm -hmm. and I'll try to be what he'll have me to be, and that's who I need to worry about. Seventeenth yeah. yep. chapter of the book of Jeremiah. Strangely enough, here we are. We're going to go into the nineteenth verse, and it says this. And I read this, and he showed me something that quick, and it was absolutely amazing. 
19th verse of the 17th chapter says this, Thus said the Lord unto me, Go and stand in the gate. Go and stand in the gate. Yeah. I thought about that for a second. The Lord began to show me something. I'm supposed to do what I'm supposed to do. I can't worry about whatever else to do. I can't let that be a part of my whether you will or whether you won't because you'll find in your life that you walk with God and try to do what He'd have you do and say what you'd have Him say and be what you'd have Him be. There are good people that won't. But your job is to stand at the gate. Now what purpose is that? Stand in the gate of the children of the people. Now want you to listen. Whereby the kings of Judah come in and by which they go out and in all the gates of Jerusalem. And say unto them, Hear ye the word of the Lord, ye kings of Judah and all of Judea and all the inhabitants of Jerusalem that enter in by these gates. Yeah. Let them know what's going on and how good God is. Stand in the gate. The nobles, everybody that come through, you let them know how good God is. Your job is to stand at the gate. At the gate. Stand at the gate. And do what you're supposed to do for God. And be what you're supposed to do. Let's say the Lord, take heed yourself and bear no burden on the Sabbath day. Nor bring in by the gates of Jerusalem, neither carry forth a burden out of your houses on the Sabbath day, neither do any, neither neither do ye any work, but hallow ye the Sabbath day, as I commanded your father. So they're going to see a difference in who you are and the way you act and where you walk, and that you put Sunday for God. Right. That you put the Lord's Day first as a priority in your life. And they're watching, they're looking. They're seeing who you are. You're supposed to stand by the gate, but part of standing by the gate is standing on what God would have you to stand on and being what God would have you to be. And you be different. Whether they will or whether they won't, you be different. You be what God have you to be. You do what God would have you to do. You say what God have you to say. Say right there. Hear ye the word of the Lord. Ye, ye kings of Judah and all Judea and the heavens of Jerusalem. It's important that you be what God would have you to be. It's important that you stand where God would have you stand. It is important that you stay where God wants you to be. There is a purpose in it because people are watching and looking and they need to see a difference in who you are. You need to be the Christian you're supposed to be and you're supposed to be standing by the gate. Right here it says, stand in the gate. Stand in the gap. Yeah. Amen. Be what you need to be. 
Now we're going to go over here. And you'll find that God wrote this down. And I read this in your hearing, and I will read this for a in your hearing, and I want you to listen to what this says. Again, we're in the book of Jeremiah. But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff, that they may not hear, nor receive instruction. Amen. I think they would listen more. That's kind of funny. We're not, we're not listening. That's what the Lord gave me. We're not listening. True. We're not listening. Amen. So he called a stiff neck, and then Nehemiah there. They stiffen their neck to the work. But here's why. That they may not hear nor receive instruction. So what do you what do you mean by that? What, where's that gonna go? What in the world's that gonna do with anything you're talking about? That's exactly right. Did you catch that? That's exactly right. That's where we're at. What in the world is that? Who in the world are you? I I'm just saying it together. I'm trying to do my little part. But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff. Here we are. You're in the building to do what God would have you do. It takes the whole congregation and we're all doing this. Yep. But when you follow God, it's a whole lot different. But they made their next stiff. They may not hear nor receive instructions. Amen. You'll talk to people and you'll find people in your life that you love and care about that just don't want to hear what you have to say. Just truth. And as born again as anybody's ever walked the face of the earth, yep. and don't want to hear nothing you have to say. Amen. That's why God said we're stiff-necked people, yep. and we're all guilty of it. Yeah, true. When we go home, I always look in the mirror. I know I can. Fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. Here's where we mess up. Here we go. One sentence. We'll sum it up and let you know. Fourth chapter of the book of Hebrews. First verse says this. Let us therefore fear. We don't have a godly fear. People in the world don't have a godly fear. They don't have fear of God. They think they can skip through and do anything they want to and act any way they want to. Nothing comes. I don't know about you, but when I get in that place right there, God comes seeing about me. And I don't know exactly what He's talking about. 
He speaks a language I can understand. Amen. Let us therefore fear. The next word, one word, simple, little word, lest. Just in case. You run reference on that word, just in case. Just in case. <coughs> Let us therefore fear, lest, just in case. I want you to listen. A promise being left to us. God's promises. God's holy word left to us. Just in case. Of entering unto his rest of any of you should seem to come short of it. God's promises. Coming short of what God would have you to be. Coming short of what he wants you to do. Yeah, we'll do it every day. Yeah. Lest, just in case. Entering into his rest. There is peace. There's blessed peace. There's calmness. There's strength. There's help. And the Lord. But if we're not careful, and we're not standing in the gate, at the gate, and being what God would have us to be, we'll find ourselves busy with everything. Yeah. And we'll forget about that rest. We'll forget about how good God is. We'll only see just the bad side. We'll forget about what God brought us through, what God brought us from, and where He brought us from, and how He brought us out of the We'll forget about all that. We'll just worry about the task at hand that this didn't go exactly the way we thought it should go. When God was nowhere near it anyway. And here we are spending all the time worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying and worrying about it. Just in case. Let us therefore fear. Have a godly fear about you. Don't worry about what God's doing. Just in case. A promise being left to us. This is left up to us. You say, well, I'm not going to do that. I know. We're not listening. You hear me, but you're not listening. It happens a lot in my house, by the way. They hear, but you're not listening. For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. The gospel. The glorious gospel of Christ. The Word. But the Word preached did not profit to them. Now here's something that I really absolutely love what God said right here and it helped me. But the word preached did not profit them. Not being mixed with faith in them that hurt. You have faith. 
you have a God have a godly fear, you gotta believe God can do something. Amen. You've got to have faith. Not in you, but in God. Just in case. See, we've been left the promise. We've been left the glorious gospel. And we're supposed to stand at the gate. And it didn't profit them. It says that the, the priest did not, but the word priest did not profit them. Yeah. What are we supposed to do about that? Stand together. Uh, be what God have you to be. You have your godly figure mixed with faith. You have your godly fear mixed with faith. I don't know how you're going to do it, but I know you're going to take care of it. Your will be done. And sometimes it's not going to go exactly the way you thought it would go, and sometimes it's not going to come exactly the way you thought it was going to come. True. But know that in all the whole frame of it, that God is working out something for those promises that He said, just in case. For those promises He said He would do, watch over you, take care of you, love you. If you'd serve Him, He'd take care of you. Amen. All those things that He'll do. But your part is to stand by the gate where you're supposed to be and have faith that He'll do what He's supposed to do. And I promise you, He'll keep in it. He's in the bargain up. We're the ones that don't. We're the ones that don't keep our in the bargain up. We're the ones that fall short and think that we limit what God can do because of our lack of faith. We limit what God can do because we're trying to figure it out ourselves. Yeah. We're limiting what God can do because we're worried about something else. We limit what God can do because we doubt that He's going to take care of it the way we think He can be taken care of when we're still flesh and if we had any kind of control over it, we'd mess it up anyway. So here we are. For unto us was the gospel preached. God sent a message. God sent something for us to do. God sent instructions. And what do we do with them? <clears throat> now we're going to go into the book of Luke. Strangely enough, in the fifth chapter and third sixth verse. And I'll read this to you. Fifth chapter, third, sixth verse says this. And he spake, a par spake also a parable unto them. No man put a new garment upon the old. <clears throat> if otherwise, then both the new maketh a rent, and a piece is taken out of the new, agreeth not with the other. And no man put new wine in old bottles, else the new wine will burst the bottles. And it be spilled, and the bottles shall perish. But a new wine must be put in new bottles, and both are preserved. Now you ready for this? No man having drunk old wine straightway desireth new. For he said, the old is better. What we try to do in our spiritual life is to 
put a patch on what God's doing in ourselves. What we try to do is to add our opinion to what He said not to do. We try to put a word or two in there that makes us sound like it's okay. We put a word or two in there that changes everything. That's the reason why they have a lot of new versions of the Bible to deal with the James Version because if you put the and the in there, everybody sounds okay. We add to what God said to not to. We take this flesh and sit down with our opinion and forget about what God said. And we're stiff-necked people that we got everything moved around as so and how God said that. And then He said, But they obeyed not, neither inclined their ear, but made their neck stiff. Why would we do that? That we might not hear or receive instruction. Don't really want to hear what's being said. I don't believe like that. I don't think like that. And we add a patch on God's Word. We add a few words in there that said, well, I think that'll be okay. I'm sure that'll be all right. That's not exactly what God has to do, but He understands. But He won't think anything about it. But it won't really matter. But I'll do this instead of that. I'll just sit here. I know I'm supposed to be at the gate, but I'm just going to sit here because, you know, I just don't really want to do that. Don't feel comfortable with that. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to do anything. That's what I see a lot of times in my life. So you choose, instead of laying down this flesh and quit trying to add to what God's trying to tell you and the instructions He sends to you, and through His Word He sends certain things to you that you understand and know far well, far well what He's saying, and you know exactly what He wants you to do and what not to do. You know exactly how it reads and what it will be. But they may not hear nor receive instruction. You don't want to hear it. You don't want to hear that the way you're going is wrong. You don't want to be in that place. You don't want to stand up and be what God has you to be. You just want to simply go through the motions like I thought about that this morning, the lesson that I had a few months ago, a little weeks ago, how many days it was. Uh, close enough to see what's going on, but not close enough to get involved. That's where we spend our, the vast majority of our spiritual life, that's what we spend it Close enough to see what's going on, but not close enough to get involved. Because if you get too close, God will ask you to he may ask you to give your testimony. He might ask you to shake somebody's hand. Yeah. He might ask you to step out on faith and uh, do something He's laid on your heart to do, something you've got on to give your testimony to do, something completely out of sort of what you did, but we'll sit back stiffening. Yeah. Yeah. Sure do. 
to pray we might receive some kind of instruction mm -hmm. to do something. So we all kind of sit here kind of looking at each other. Waiting on somebody to do something. Well, ain't nobody going to do nothing. Well, guess what's going to happen in the middle of all that? The lost, if it's hid, it's hid the lost. But if you're standing at the gate and you're doing what God had you to do, and you're being what God had you to be, and the same what God lays on your heart and giving you testimony, uh oh, trouble's coming to somebody's house. I watch them. Every time I come in here, they're sitting at the door, shaking my hand. Just an example. Every time I see them, I see them at Walmart. They're thanking the Lord for how good he's been to them. Every time I come around those people, I don't know if I'm going to go around those people at all. All they want to do is talk about the Lord. Maybe there's something different. Maybe there's something going on in this building. Look at these people. Maybe something's going on in this house. Well, what's going on with me? Well, what's going on? What's happening? I told you last week, I never... Nobody had ever knocked on my heart. Nobody. God did. Right. God knocked on my heart. I know exactly who it was. And you know how they know exactly who it was? Yeah. Because you stood at the gate. Because you stood true to all God who such. You, and you knew those promises and you reminded them of those promises. And then you, you told them don't go that way. Did they listen? I don't know. But you still stand together. God showed me this morning. Get together. Everybody comes through. Whoever it is, no matter kings, priests, low, high, whoever they are, tell them all. The gospel truth. That's your part. Stop worrying about what they're doing and what they're not doing. In that, you'll find somewhere, some way through your your obedience to God, you'll find somewhere it will help somebody along the way. You'll find that you didn't even know what you said meant anything to anybody. And sure, the devil will come tell you that it didn't. But a week, a month, a year, ten years from now, somebody might say, I remember what you did. And I remember how you stood. And I remember when you had that problem where you took it. I remember the time that you were so down and so out, and I seen where you went. I seen you went to the Lord's, and I'd like to know I don't have nowhere to go. Can you please tell me the way? Say, I heard something this morning, I listened to a song this morning that said, Every day you do this one thing. <coughs> you preach your own funeral. They can get up and say what they want to about you, but every day. You preach your own funeral. Amen. We're all going to leave this world. What are you going to leave behind? Were you standing at the gate? Were you sitting down there fiddling around? Whittling. Not doing what God had to do. I know not whittling. I tell myself, that's how I think. Every day, it's important that you follow. What God have you to do? But that you have faith that God 
will help you. If he gives you something to do, I can promise you he'll be on the other end working too. Amen. He lays somebody on your heart to go visit, and you go visit them. I can promise you to open the door and say, I've been praying, and the Lord already showed me he's on what? He's working on the other end. You might testify about when the Lord saved you. And it might be exactly what somebody needs. It might be to the letter. I think, wow, that's, that's the last part that I needed for my reassurance that I'm lost and I need to be saved. That might be the last brick of that part that says, I make a decision that today, if God knocks on my heart, I've been worried about it all week long and I, I just heard that testimony and I let this stir my heart and I really, really, really want to be saved, but I don't know how to do it. But did you know I listened to somebody's testimony and they told me that all they did was this. God knocked, they went. I can tell you what I said. Except the Lord saved us. Yeah. I couldn't tell you the band was there. I know the little gravel parking lot and had a little morning fence on it that I went to. I remember God knocked on my heart and me kneeled down that chest and saved me. It's not that complicated. You make that one. No, dang. But you have a key that unlocks that door. And the key is that you're supposed to be by the gate. Doing what God has you to do. Being where God has you to be. Listening to the instructions of God, following what He has you to do. Reverence in His day. We found out here and everything comes going. Come time being lotus, time being lotus. And doing that, and in doing that, and in doing that, it will help somebody. It may be your brother or sister in Christ that's struggling, but need a little encouragement. And the very word you say that God gave you, you didn't think nobody wanted to hear, meant everything to somebody else. The very word that you felt like that there was no way God could hear. Yeah. I read that verse early in the week, probably Tuesday or Wednesday, and the Lord showed me something in that, and I thought, okay, that's just for me. That's fairly a simple thought. Fairly a simple little part of the verse. In the middle of all those people in the MI that was working for God, doing God having, those people in there that wouldn't want to do nothing. But my job is not to do that. My job is not to be concerned about that. My job is to step up and get the gate like I'm supposed to do. My job is to do what I'm supposed to do. And if I do, if I have the faith and the trust of the Lord to do what I'm supposed to do, you know that might encourage somebody else to have the faith and trust to do somebody what they're supposed to do? It's a domino. And when it happens, we have the faith to step out there. When it happens, great things. Because God promised you would. For a reason. So the discouragement comes through the week, through the days, and and the, and the devil will use any little old thing that will just burden you down so bad you can't even hardly go. He's good at it. 
hinder you, hurting you, doing anything, do throw anything at you. But even through that, you just have to get it. And know that that's just how life is. And it's that way. Yeah. And Satan's good at his job. Amen. He'll discourage you for three days and you won't pray and talk to nobody because you didn't get enough cheese on top of it. Yeah. I'm just telling you. Yeah. That's exactly how it works. You go, what in the world am I thinking about? What in the world did that come from? But if I was standing at the gate, I wouldn't worry about it. If I was doing what God had me do, I'd be doing His work. I wouldn't go anything about it. When the trouble comes, well, I'll just stand up and do what God has to do in spite of it. Because we're flesh and we're nothing. Amen. Not even worthy. But He said, stand at the gate. Yeah. It's important. I hear you talk, but I'm not listening to you. Yeah. To your plight, to your heart. You get serious about it, it ain't gonna mean nothing to you. Mm-hmm. And you know I'm telling you the truth. Mm-hmm. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. We're not here to hurt you. God won't hurt you. He wants to help now, there's times when he thinks he's going to kill you. But that's where that God of fear comes in. Because he knows he can. Amen. God told me one time, he, he said, I got this. He said, no, you ain't. I said, God can trust, touch one blood vessel in your brain. You wouldn't know who you are. So don't tell me you got nothing. But I God, you ain't got nothing. In two seconds. How do you know exactly how this thing works? You don't know how it works, but you have to have faith. Yeah. Trust God. Stand by the gate. Whatever comes, whatever goes. Worry may, worry not. Trust the Lord. He'll help you. Lean on Him. And not your own understanding. I read that the other day, evidently my understanding of good because he said not to lean on it. You can't figure it out. But if you stand at the gate and do what God has you to do, helps on the way. You'll fall right in line, right in place. Helps on the way. You'll follow Him. Helps on the way. He might not fix it today, he might fix it tomorrow. Thursday, you go to the mailbox. It's all took care of. No idea how God did it. He's just that good. He's that big. He can do anything he wants. He can fix it. If you just stand and do what you're supposed to do, you'll fix things you didn't know even even need to fix. But you have to trust. Have faith. I appreciate the Lord and what he shows me. I appreciate what he does and how good he is. I love my church, my first bird, sisters, you mean everything to me. But mobile through all that. I'm going to stand by the gate. Good church. I appreciate you, man. I really do.
Okay, fuck you, thank you, Ron. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know the gossip go on with that. If you're going to meet a Walmart or something, you know what? We'll talk about this murder stuff. But now, when we get in here, we need to leave it outside the building. It don't belong in here, right? I appreciate your listening. Sure do. Appreciate that. And I'll the world out in the world, all this stuff. You got one in here. Yeah. You leave it at home, leave it outside. Amen. When you come and get the church. And. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Simply say this is needful that you follow God. Yeah. All the instructions you gave us. It's needful. But it's in my time. What is followed? 